This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is AMI Audio Live, bringing community events closer to you. Well, the buzz is in the frosty air out here in Edmonton, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for being with us. Kelly McDonald, host for the next couple of hours right here on uh, AMI-audio. Alongside me, uh, Ramya Muthan, my co-host over on Kelly & Company. But we tonight are bringing you Sight Night from Edmonton's Rundle Park. A wonderful event, and we thank you for being with us, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight on the agenda, uh, some people will walk. Some people will run. They'll be all helping out and doing it for in support of ASRAP up here. We will give you details on who, who's ASRAP, what they're about. But I've got to welcome in here first because she's got a lot on her plate to deal with tonight. Ramya Muthan, my co-host. Uh, Ramya, really wonderful time here in Edmonton so far. The yeah. only uh, thumbs down for us little poor Ontario people is... Um, it's November. It's in November. Um, <laughs> a little taste of my current outfit is my entire winter coat with a fur hood and the whole works, actual zippers, actual padding, um, all that stuff. I did even bring my boots, but I'm not wearing them because luckily we're not having any snow on the ground. We did uh, catch some flurries, though, earlier. And probably expecting a little more to be in the air. Yeah. Uh, mostly unpleasant weather stayed south of us, so uh, we're good up here. Uh, you left one detail, uh, something you did leave at home, <laughs> but we got you covered. Yeah. Uh, luckily, Kelly had some gloves, some winter gloves, and um, thank you, Kelly. Yeah, uh, they are great. Just a little, a tad big for my hands. Maybe three times bigger than I would usually wear, but, uh -huh. but really, they'll keep my fingers warm, so I am grateful. We'll uh, wave those hands, those <laughs> paws around. We are right now, folks, also welcoming in those of you listening in uh, and watching on Facebook. Uh, we are doing a Facebook Live at the moment, and we'll do a hit or so a little later on, too, so do keep Facebook open. Keep uh, tuned to us here. It's uh, great to be here and really involved in this event. Our first time, their eighth annual event. Yeah. Now... You're going to uh, be talking to people. We're hoping to get some people outside on. We're working on that. We will have people inside here. Um, this organization, this event, where we're raising money for, the Alberta Sports and Recreation Association for the Blind out here, has done so much work. We will talk about it throughout the next couple of hours. Uh, right now, we are inside one of the buildings in this beautiful park. Um, people are gathering. People are putting together food for them when they return from their walk or run. Uh, Ramya, uh, have you found or been given your helmet yet? Because you have a, a light that you'll wear oh, as cool, all the participants yeah. do. It's the, what is it, the Sight Night Light, mm -hmm. right? Have and you uh, checked one out I yet? haven't checked one out yet, but I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, anyone who's an avid listener of Kelly and Company knows my, my night blindness is uh, tremendous. Like, I can't see at all at night. So I'm really looking forward to seeing nothing and then these lights on everyone's heads. I think that's really going to be a spectacle. Oh, man, yeah. Um, I, I know we worried about snow, but, boy, would that have been, like, glorious oh, and snow true. falling. That's Maybe a little true. slippery walking, so yeah. probably a good idea that there isn't snow. I'm sure the organizers would prefer it not to be snowy. We also want a big, big shout-out to Flamin Fitness. Um, this is more than another run. This is a vision-optional event, so you have a mix of both. Low vision, blind, and sighted runners out here. Uh, they're sharing the path with the sighted runners. And, of course, Ramya being after dark, just 
gives that extra little fun. Maybe even for some of them, lowering the playing field and kind of leveling it out mm-hmm. so some of those sighted runners are enjoying their night run. But I get a little feel of the blind runners out there. Yeah, doing a, an event like this at nighttime, it's it's just adventurous to begin with, right, for anybody. Uh, and then to kind of think of it in a low vision perspective and a blind perspective and all the parallels we're drawing to uh, not having vision and doing it at nighttime is just an incredible way to kind of tie the, the whole thing in a nice nice way. This is our first time doing this AMI Audio Live broadcast from Sight Night. Something that's been on the radar for a while. Jim Crisco, of course, our regional content specialist here in Edmonton. He's here tonight uh, kind of running around. Also our tour guide. He's and, awesome. Oh, gosh. Is he ever? We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he's going to be running around helping us line up guests. But he has said for a while, this is the event to come to. Yes. Come on out, guys. You've got to cover yes. this. Um, what I think is so wonderful about some of the sports organizations throughout the country that assist the, the blind community, the disabled community uh, overall, is the dedication. Um, and this is one of the marquee ones out there that try to get so many people involved and support so many people on different levels of, uh, of fitness and, of course, competitive being the main thing. So here you've got the 2.5K uh, walk, and you have a 5 and 10K, and they're chipped so that people can be uh, keeping track of their time and be monitored. Welcoming those again also in, watching us on Facebook here, and uh, appreciate you being We will being here with us. We will do a, a hit or two later on uh, as, as we go through the evening here. Uh, Ramya, you're going to go outside. And mm-hmm. you're going to chat it up with some people that are participating. That's, uh, that's our goal this evening. Um, and you're ready for that. What's the thing that you want to most ask these people that participate, whether it's first time or, or you know, fifth time? Well, uh, number one thing is, like you said, we, we've come here from Ontario. This weather is so different from what we're experiencing at home at this time of year. Um, and Jim... When we were talking about this with Jim and made it a, you know, a huge deal about this potential storm coming out and stuff, he said, I don't think that this event has ever been canceled, ever, due to weather. So people are used to coming out and supporting in potential rain or shine, in potential snow or, or anything else. And I think that that's, that takes a lot of dedication for yeah. something like this, a community to uphold for so long. And I'm interested to know how they do it, how how they, they love it and, and um, how they take part. And then the second thing is which run or walk distance people have chosen and and why and how how that impacts their uh, experience as well. Well, we know ASRAB and running is, is not an unfamiliar thing. Um, I don't just mean this walk outside of. Also, this walk is repeated in Calgary in November. Yes. So yes. I'm sure more times than not, um, they're doing it in unclement weather absolutely uh they would say to most of us coming from our direction you wimps <laughs> exactly. uh, and i don't even mean because we're running or walking i mean because what, what are you doing with that jacket on what's that, what yeah. where is somebody inside that jacket that's awful Full thing. on winter why, gear why is that woman got a comforter on her? Oh, that's rum you that's that's uh, that's the way it, it works. comes with the package <laughs> so we arrived in town yesterday after doing uh the kelly and company broadcast from uh mississauga from the ontario folk music uh conference and got in pretty late, uh, so today we had a chance with Jim, as we mentioned, to uh, tour guide. He, he took us out, Ramya. Yep. Uh, you can check out some of the pics that uh, they're tweeting out for us uh, online if you're a Twitter person. And uh, what do you say, Ramya? We saw some great places, especially around the River Valley here. Oh, gosh. That is a very, very big Edmonton kept secret. You know, and... Uh 
we are we're in fall we're in autumn but Ontario doesn't really like at least in Toronto there's not the rustle of leaves yet that color that oh, smell right. of fall yes. but here as soon as we stepped out of that vehicle, Kels, and I, I stepped into the grass and felt that crunch beneath my mm -hmm. feet, I was like, oh, this is beautiful. Just absolutely picturesque. And we, we saw a few different spots um, where, where the river is and went down the funicular, which, oh, man, you and I have been talking about for oh, yeah. years. Oh, yeah, again. everybody's heard me go on and on. You'd swear that it was like an hour-long ride cycling around the city. That was a wonderful 45 seconds round trip. It was, absolutely. <laughs> and we took, you know, a second elevator-type thing down into uh, where the riverbank is, and it's just gorgeous. And, and Jim says, again, our tour guide, uh, lovely guy, Jim Crisco, he was telling us about how people move into Edmonton and then realize later this gem that is their river and uh it's surprising to so many people i think when you see the activity whether it's on the water in you know the summertime the spring uh drifting down the river it, it's just a place you can yeah. have so much enjoyment however what i think for most of our listeners what you'd find amazing and probably understand why an event here like site night takes place in edmonton is the accessibility this sure. park this this waterfront accessibility in the river valley uh, is very accessible. One of the key things as we walked up, a lady was giving a tour of some people around there, the the, the, the venue itself above where, where the elevator was, where we took the downstairs. The pier, yeah. Um, right there. And talking about the accessibility, talking about the fact that they wanted people in wheelchairs to be able to traverse miles mm -hmm. of, of pathways. Um, so they did so. They made it that way. And I think that that's a credit when you see an organization like ASRAB, you see a sponsor like Flam and Fitness getting involved. You understand just that mentality and attitude that they have out here. And, you know, I mean, we're not perfect. Everything is a work in progress. But seeing that kind the of consideration, is beautiful, right? Yes, exactly. And the conversations have been there from the start. Uh, when they were, when that same tour guide person was talking about uh, creating the funicular and making sure that people, you, wheelchair users specifically, um, or, you know, other kind of giant vehicle type situations go into the funicular they can come out without having to maneuver yes. around and go 180 to get back out again so things like that and she was saying it's it's a rarity because not all um situations are that way for people right and especially when you and i have talked about nature and making accessible uh the kinds of things that nature offers it can be kind of difficult to preserve all that stuff, but still make it so that anyone and everyone can enjoy being in quiet, serene spaces, especially green spaces. So many people are deprived of that green space, that peace and tranquility. Yeah. And here you got a city that's thought about it. And as you mentioned, the vernacular, just the thought ahead, what we want to do, this is the plan. And working with the, the people designing yes. it. And this whole thing being one of those things that people really had to join in and figure out. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to you from Edmonton, Alberta, and we are getting ready for the beginning of the site night uh, walk and run. This is uh, in support of ASRAP. We're going to give you a whole bunch of information on ASRAP in a short short little bit uh, when we're joined by uh, uh, Carrie Anton and so many people involved with putting this event together and what stuff that ASRAP does, right? So... Stick with us. Uh, we're here for the next couple of hours right now at Rundle Park where this is all happening. Inside the uh, venue where people are gathering, uh, food's being prepared. 
and we've got a lot. We've got a lot here. We'd like also to remind you that we will be doing Facebook Live, so you know, check it out. Rummy is going to be out uh, talking to a few people and give you some of that perspective outside so you two can get a look, see what's going on, and see maybe the sight night lamp on your head or, uh-huh. and on others. Uh, They've been preparing a barbecue as well for people. Chopping come stuff, back, Chopping ready. stuff up, yep. What's Looking forward to... Our temperature? Two degrees. That would, last I think time I checked so. Was three, but I think, I it think now, it's still it's above zero right now, I believe. We did see a little bit of snow in the air. Yeah. Uh, we also visited West Edmonton Mall. A good time over there, folks. Checked out the amusement park. That was quite amusing. Oh man, that roller coaster, <laughs> though, boy, is it loud. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, they have so much in there. If you've never been there, you know we understand how wonderful uh, that is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Ramya's got to start getting ready. So what I'm going to do is uh, swap her out here. We'll see who else we can get in here to chat for a little bit. We're going to return to this AMI Audio Live. Remember, check us out on Facebook. Wait for the next uh, live event that we do. And, of course, follow us at AMI Audio on Twitter. This is AMI Audio Live with Ramya Muthan, Kelly McDonald, host of Kelly and Company. Returning to Rundle Park here in Edmonton. Kelly McDonald here, your host for the next little while, as we are at Sight Night, and a real tremendous event here about to unfold. Uh, runners, walkers will start getting themselves ready to be at the start finish line. Uh, within the next uh, 10 minutes or so, they'll start gathering. There'll be some announcements and things like that. And then people will begin. They'll have their uh, night lights on their head as they do this walk in the dark here in support of ASRAP. Um, we'll be talking to Jim Crisco in a little while. Carrie Anton's also going to join us. But Lauren Weber, we know him as a goaltender, always participating in hockey and getting himself geared up for an upcoming big tournament. But let's start first, Lauren, with here. Are you uh, walking or running tonight? I'm going to be walking tonight. I'm fighting off kind of a cold here, and it's a little bit chilly out tonight, so I've kind of just come up to volunteer and and uh, show my support and, and uh, encourage everybody tonight. So I'm just going to take it easy and, and uh, focus on biting this uh, bug I have. First off, you mentioned volunteering and supporting. Obviously, we know you're here to you know, urge people on. What kinds of things they have you do in volunteering here as you give us give our listeners a little idea of how how enthralled this event is but how entailed there's so much going on yes there, there is a ton of different uh, jobs that the volunteers are really integral in uh, in supporting us here so um i was just uh, helping filling out some of the um uh, the the uh, uh, gift packs that uh, all the participants get here uh everybody is getting a night uh, a night lamp that they uh, a headlamp that they put on uh, so they can um you know, uh, so it's uh, as they're walking around or doing their run tonight. And then um, uh, so just get, getting those prepared for everybody. And uh, we have volunteers that are uh, out on the race course helping uh, guide people around, making sure they're uh, turning at the right uh, spots and keeping on the right tracks. 
um, and you know volunteers with uh, the food and the cooking the burgers and and nice. all the different activities. Lauren, what do, what does one expect if you sign up? You're vision impaired. You want to do this event. I'm not even going to talk about levels of vision, night, dark, totals, or anything like that. What support is there? Enough volunteers for someone to say, "Look, I need to be hooked up with someone. Can someone walk with me? Run with me?" Uh, and or how does that work around the course? Because we have both blind and sighted people out there moving around. Absolutely. No, uh, Azrab is, uh, does a phenomenal job of getting everyone who needs to be hooked up with a, a partner, a volunteer, or anybody who, uh, you know, uh, with that, that needs some extra assistance out there, whether you're walking or running, uh, just, uh, you know, the, you talk to them and they will uh, get you hooked up. Describe for me the, 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 the night light we're talking about. How does it fasten onto you? Um, obviously, they're, they, they're, they're bright enough to help people get along, but not enough to bother people, especially so many of us with low vision where, ow, and hopefully you're <laughs> you know, walking ahead of people enough that no one's bothering each other except nighting, uh, lighting up the night. Exactly, yeah. So, and, and that's just it. So it just goes around your head. You don't have to, you know, like it just fastens on, and, and um, you could tighten it, loosen it, whatever uh, size. Uh, noggin you got and then um, yeah and then you can you can uh, bend it to face you know uh, straight forward or foot forward and just down enough to see if you know for people who can see enough the, to brighten the path in front of them or not blind the person that they're looking at kind of thing what have you done in the past year have you mainly done the walking part or are you a runner uh, i'm mostly a runner i just uh, you know i would be running tonight kind of thing just uh, i don't With want to uh, you know, stress my system a little bit more than I need to. So, uh, yeah, I've done the, you know, the the, the 5K that eight used to do an 8K, 10K in the past. So, excellent. Um, how important to you has ASRAP been? ASRAP has been phenomenally important for for ever since I started losing my vision. Uh, you know, uh, as, uh, they introduced blind sports and blind recreation opportunities. Goalball. Uh, was my kind of first foray in tandem cycling, and then um, you know, big uh, uh, my big advancement into blind hockey uh, was thanks to Azrab about uh, seven uh, so years ago, uh, and then uh, that you know launched me onto my uh, path onto the Canadian national blind hockey team, uh, which we're facing off against Team USA in Ottawa on November 9th. So. Want to give that a plug? Where can people go if they want to check this out? Now, I'm assuming free as well to watch the games. Absolutely. It's free to pe- anybody in the region. Uh, Ottawa is uh, f- free, free to come down and watch all the games. Uh, or you can go to, to uh, Canadian Blind Hockey, their uh, Facebook page or their website to, uh, to watch all the games. There's live play-by-play action there. Uh, you can uh, and support us. Um, we have a fundraiser going on uh, through Canada Helps. Uh, we're going to be launching in the next day or so here. Um, to help us, uh, you know, achieve those uh, dreams. It's not even just about this uh, uh, tournament coming up in Ottawa, but we're um, we're also uh, building up to uh, go, uh, you know, international into Europe, and we're um, you know doing a, a four, hopefully a four more international team tournament, uh, World Cup style event with uh, some of the possibly European, uh, you know, Russian uh, national hockey team maybe in a few years. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, we got uh, the uh, people from Finland uh, starting. UK has been there for a while. And, um, yeah, this is, we're uh, uh, ultimately going into the Paralympics. So It's one of those sports, blind hockey, that now is catching on fire. We know hockey as it is all around uh, in different places. We see it with the Olympics. It's kind of 
falling off in some of the countries. They're not getting enough people playing certain positions, such as yours, goaltender. Uh, you, you find that, but blind hockey has really taken some people by storm. Absolutely. And the fascination, those watching, of course, a great sport that people with full vision can relate to and understand just by showing up and watching, exactly. for the most part, uh, certain, uh, obviously, changes in the rules and stuff. But for them, the impact watching it uh, isn't as, as shocking as some of the other stuff. Um, so really, really tremendous efforts there for you guys. Good luck, of course, against the U.S. But I want to step back because you mentioned gold ball as well. I've noticed as a former gold ball player uh, for years, Alberta always is a good showing province. And I'm sure Azrav has a lot to do with that. Absolutely. No, they've they've really uh, uh, kept gold ball going for, for many, many years now. Uh, you know, they, um, you know, they've supported their athletes from all across the province and uh, you know, uh, just even local uh, recreational, getting uh, people kind of out in the community to participate, uh, right from children's level, youth and uh, adult level, and anybody who wants to come out to participate, and then the, the uh, onto the the competitive side, um, you know, on uh, Team Alberta, and then practicing nationally and going all the way to the Paralympics. We have. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we've almost always had uh, uh, players in there from uh, Alberta there. So, oh, that's tremendous, Lauren. I'm going to turn you loose. Let you go get ready, and and for the uh, opening ceremonies and things that are going on, my friend. Nice to see you. Thanks, Thanks for joining us Thank on AMI Audio as usual, and good luck again in the tournament. Thank you, sir. Lauren Weber, of course, goaltender, uh, Team Canada. He's playing up against, along with his teammates, uh, Team USA, November 9th. That series begins. Our good friend Nico Cotterelli, he'll be, of course, the on-air guy. He is, of course, from uh, Parasport TV. Uh, now sliding in beside me, uh, Jim Crisco, our regional content specialist out here. And uh, Jimmy's doing a lot of running around, wrangling tonight for us. But, Jim, you've kind of put this thing together for us to be able to really bring as wrapped the attention at this event needs being the site night event in Edmonton. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you so much. You know what? This is so exciting. I, I've been lucky enough to attend site night here in Edmonton for a few years now. Uh, same with Calgary. I go down to Calgary. Theirs is in November. And it's an amazing event. It's so well received by the, the, the just the public here in Edmonton. And also attended, uh, very well organized and, you know, thank you guys for when I recommended or asked if, you, if there was a possibility of you, you folks coming out for a live remote. And you guys said, absolutely. I'd love to do something out of Alberta. This is fantastic. I've been talking to many of the ASRAB uh, folks around here tonight, and they're so appreciative of, of us being here, of Kelly and yourself, Kelly, and Ramya, uh, and the crew being out here to, to cover this event. So um, it's fantastic. It's very, very, very exciting. Jim, we're seeing things change. And, of course, for us, the importance being here is the reality is we're seeing a lot of sport for the blind and low vision community change. We're seeing, uh, I don't want to say we're talking less about those and people getting ready for Paralympic endeavors or competitive endeavors like that. We're finding more people saying, I want to try this. I want to try that. And organizations like ASRAP saying, certainly, let's do our best to try to make that happen. And people doing a lot more recreational sports, which, of course, excellent for the health. Absolutely. You know what? I, I, I love the way ASRAB does it because they, they, you know, they do goalball and they do, um, you know, running and a lot of things that are, are um, you know, fairly mainstream sports. But they also have members that will come up to them like, you know, tonight, well, Zach Abdallah is here and he's a young man from, 
from Calgary, and he literally, literally will try anything. He wants to try everything. So, you know, he mentioned down in Calgary that he wanted to, he'd love to try hip-hop. So they put, they did a hip-hop class. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. They did hip-hop. Uh, they've done, uh, I think, wall climbing. They've, they've done all these things that, you know, really it's, it's a member-driven thing where uh, the, the, the participants, the members, the, uh, the folks that, that, uh, that belong to ASRAP will come up with things. And, and, and the interesting thing is ASRAP sometimes has to go in and consider how do we make this accessible? How do we make it and create that venue for people? Right, exactly. They're not taking stuff that's already been done and the accessibility has been evaluated, but they're taking things that are totally new and and tr the, saying, okay, how do, we, how do we do this? How do we turn this into an accessible event for our membership? And uh, I think that's what really sets you know, organizations like ASRAB apart, where uh, they're, they're community-driven and, uh, and certainly very sincere and, and hardworking in, in serving. When I see people out here at an event like this supporting, and all sorts of people, volunteering, giving up their time, and we're just getting to people that are in here right now, Jim. There are people all over this course ready to, to direct people, as Lauren was telling us. But then you talk to somebody like Lauren who has been involved, lost his vision, wanted to, to still do so much sports and dived into something like this and wants to give back. That is, to me, the gold mine. Whether it's running, whether it's walking, or as he was telling us, filling these gift packs supplied with stuff from the sponsors. Absolutely. You know what? Uh, and this is one of the things that really impresses me, and I, I, one of the reasons why I love coming back here is ASRAB will get, has these core volunteers that are absolutely committed to this organization and committed to this event. And when they when they show up to this, it's all hands on deck. Yeah, it's what yes. what can we do to make this a success? And I would say because a lot of the runners in this event may not have a direct connection to Azrab beyond running in this event, so they uh, you know they, they're either learning about Azrab or this is their their first and only contact with them, and they're so impressed they come back year after year. So you'll see the same faces because they they enjoy the event and they really really believe in the cause. Uh, obviously, with the outpouring, eight years of doing this, an event in Calgary, Jim, definitely so. Oh, one quick thing before I let you loose for now. Uh -huh. uh, how often have you gone to that event in Calgary and it been running snow? <laughs> I have to tell you this. You know what? I think I'm I'm the good luck token for that event. Oh, good the, grief. The, the, year, <laughs> the year before I went... I, I, went, I, I think the year before I went, it was minus 25 because they hold theirs in November. It was minus 25, and it was, you know, it was a survival thing uh, for them. And then every year that I've gone, it's been actually, for that time of year, quite pleasant. So Warm, I'm hard, cold hands, thank <laughs> you. As he just steams up the place. <laughs> well, we love to see it. And, you know, of course, all of us, as I've mentioned already a couple of times, the Ontarians, oh, my goodness, what are they going to do if there's snow up? They'll cancel it. Uh-uh. No snow here. Not even the thought of it if there was, because Calgary does it in November. Could you imagine if they canceled it due to a little snow, how they would never live it down with Calgary's end of it? Are you kidding? Well, you know what, Kelly? Actually, the, the, the first year where, they, where it was minus 25 and they held the event anyway, it actually built kind of a personality into the event. I bet. And people thought, this is, this is an Ironman. I'm, I'm I'll do this. I don't care how cold it is. And it became very popular because it was so cold the first year. So I, I, I think that it really helped them. Yeah, I would imagine. It's that toughness, too. Out here and, of course, the two cities have bragging rights in what they're doing in, in competing here and, and having fun and raising funds in support of and just 
really being involved. Also, good temperatures for this, too. It's a beautiful night for running, walking, whatever. We're going to take a break, folks, and carry on. We are uh, right now at Rundle Park right here in Edmonton, and it is site night. We'll be back with more as we discuss it through the night here for a little while. They're just getting started. They're talking it up out there. Announcements almost ready to hit the start line. We'll be back for this AMI audio event in one moment. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at Rundle Park in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Wherever you are around the world listening in, thanks for being with us at this AMI-audio live event. Kelly McDonald, host of Kelly & Company. My co-host, Ramya Muthan, is out there. Going to be talking to some folks. We're going to get some audio as the evening progresses. Just hang in with us. So you're wondering what this event is. It's site night, and a lot of people are going to be out. Some running, some walking, and all in support of ASRAV out here. And so many athletes wanting to give back are here. So many athletes, and when I say athletes, I mean anyone interested in sport. I don't mean just Paralympians, even though we're going to talk to one in just a moment. I mean people who say... I need to have some fun activities, get into shape. I want to be competitive. Whatever it is, they're here in support of something that is a quite a treasure for them and something very important. Right now, in the background, you probably can hear they've got the opening ceremonies going on. So we're going to get an idea as to what this evening is, is like. What's it like to put an evening like this together? Beside me is Carrie Anton. Carrie Anton we had on, the, on Kelly and Company back in April when we were here. Uh, really nice to have you back here at the show, Carrie. And you're the one that's part of this whole putting the night together and how it's going to look. You know all the timing. Welcome back. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Sight night is a passion of mine for sure. It just feeds into that sport piece of my life. Yeah, well, we know that for you, for example, and we touched on this with Lauren Weber a little while ago, goalball, the importance of that sport was in my life. I can only imagine for yourself since that took you to the Paralympics. Yep, I competed for Canada in 2000, and we won a gold medal there. Uh, we came from nowhere. It was a fantastic win. Yep. When you're talking about encouraging other people, whether it's to go that far in sport or just to dabble in it because they want to maybe get a little more fit or they have a spare couple of nights a week, they want something to do. When you look at an organization like ASRAB, uh, what kind of variety can we say? What's the right way to describe having your fingers into so many different sporting pies and being creative to make sure whatever someone's sporting whim might be, ASRAB is there to support it? You've, you've hit the nail right on the head. How does an organization understand what people want to do? Um, can they do? And ASRAB is just that. They're the sports experts here in Alberta for people who have vision loss. And so we survey our, our patrons and our members. Um, so everything from, of course, the competitive uh, goalball, ice hockey. And then we have walking clubs on the, on the active recreation side, lawn bowling, uh, walking clubs. We try triad events like wall climbing, skateboarding, uh, luge a couple years ago. Because wow. we have the Calgary luge yes, track. So right. just to try things, just to be active. You know, one of the biggest um, misconceptions is that people who are blind or partially sighted don't want to be active, right? And that's not true. Like, we want to be just as active as everybody else. In your days working as a reporter for AMI-tv, one of the things that I know many of us kind of 
we're proud of obviously every Paralympian that's been out there. Everyone that's had the opportunity to go train to do it, whether they've you know gone or fallen a little short. But we're able to get to some games, see what that's like, represent the country, or aspire to. However. We're also now learning how important it is to do those things. Try the rouge, try out sports, or just say, hey, I'm quite fine being in a goalball league or a walking club for recreation. And I think when that epiphany happened for so many of us across the country, we're seeing it more and more people interested, and ASRAP took great advantage of this. Yeah, there's so many, you know, stresses in life as it is in every day. And so just to say to be active, you know, can de to decrease the chance of heart problems just by walking 20 minutes a day. And if we can provide that opportunity for somebody in a walking club, fantastic. So let's talk about tonight. What What's going to happen? We know people are going to go out, walk, or run. But at this moment, we have opening ceremonies. Is that the best way to describe them? Yeah, this is the opening ceremonies where we give people an idea of what's going on. And we talk about our ambassadors and such. Our, um, it lasts about 20 minutes or so. Um, but what, what, we can, what we can expect is that at 7.15, the gun will go off at the starting line, and there's music playing, and it's a huge blow-up start and finish line, and then hundreds of headlamps are going to bob. It's sunset now here in Edmonton, and so the lights are going to bob throughout the river valley, up and down trails within the river valley, and there's going to be people hooting and shouting and hollering and cheering them on all along the 5 and 10K routes. Wow. Yep. That is tremendous. Any idea... Of the numbers of people that participate and what you guys would say, the number of people that just come out and observe? I think it's probably more people that participate. Wow. Um, I could say we're, we're going to hit over 200 this year, um, which is at least 50% more than last year, for sure. And we have 100 volunteers, which is at least a quarter more than last year. So people, the word gets out, people want to come and join us in any which way. Participants and people who just want to watch, you know, that's whoever wants to step outside their door, right? How difficult is it? I'm going to assume that come Monday you guys start planning for next year's here in Edmonton. The Calgary people do their thing over there or are currently. Um, how does this planning, this organization for it, or by now in the eighth season, is this kind of taking charge and everybody kind of has it down pat and, and everything happens as it normally does in sync getting towards the next one? Well, there are certain things that are always in place because we've been doing it for so long, but this is only my second year organizing it, so I'm still learning, right? And there's still things that happen, and so we try to acquire major sponsors come January, December, right? So eight months out. Um, we're going to take probably a couple weeks off and then go back and meet as a committee and say, okay, what did we do right? What are we going to do better next year? And then um, this is what happened last year, and the whole committee is back. And so that tells you what kind of excitement and energy we have in the group that's organizing this Edmonton event. They want to participate again. And so, uh, but it does take a lot. It does take a lot to get those key sponsors in place, the big ones. And, um, you know, like um, AMI and Flamin Fitness. Um, and then we also need the food and the beverage and, and other promotional sponsors and just all over. It's, it, it can take quite a lot. And as the coordinator, it does, it does take me a lot of time, but I, I love it. I, I wouldn't choose to do anything else. To your knowledge, do most of the sponsors hang in and are already pretty well? At the end of tonight, you know you probably got them secured for next year? Yeah, they're going to get a final report from me saying how we busted at the seams, and then they're going to be <laughs> just climbing on next year.
what kind of goodies are in the bags people are getting here as participating? We know, obviously, their sight night lamp. Everybody gets a high-quality sight night headlamp. And, you know, with someone with partial sight, I know that I use it all the time when I walk at night, right? Yeah. It has different brightnesses, and it's very good, very bright, very heavy-duty tilts and all that stuff. So it's a, it's a heavy-duty headlamp. And they also get a Braille medal. Everyone gets a Braille medal. Um, and it has on it, it's the shape of a track with some footprints on it. Also looks like sunglasses, so it's kind of like it depends what you want to interpret it as. Yeah, um, yeah and that's then it, nice. And then it says Sight on one side, and then in Braille it says Sight Night Azrab. Is it yeah. weird the people who just come out running this event, you know, maybe they're trying to do something good with the time, maybe they just... It's, I think some people look there, what do you mean? They just come in after dinner, they eat their burger and say, well, thanks a lot. See you next year. <laughs> um, is that a weird thing to you guys? Obviously, you welcome them. You don't care what their impetus, what, what makes them want to do it. But it sounds so unusual because we're so used to events where, yes, you're out there fundraising, family and friends come out and that kind of thing. But these are people that are almost literally strangers that you only see at this event. Yeah, and they only come to this event, right? It's a very personal best event. We have chipped runs where people can get their time and they can do it. But they are. But we also have people that just come for their personal best. And people email me and say, Carrie, can I take two hours to do 10K? And I'm like, good for you. You can do it in two. two. So, so for, it's very much that personal best. We've got the competitive runners. We've got the timing. But we also have people coming out who just want to see, can I do it? And that's really what we want. Being a part of ASRAP, what what it's done for you, and you're giving back always, obviously, organizing this, but you're also coaching a little bit and stuff like that. Talk a bit about that. I um, Well, I was on the, the national team for eight years, and I played goalball for 20, and I really wanted to continue to do recreation coaching and provincial coaching, so I, I continued with that. And we have a recreation league here in Edmonton that's really strong. We've got probably a dozen kids in it, so those are up and coming. And you know when you start to get people into sport young, young. they're just going to follow through, and they're going to have friends for the rest of their life that they can do activities with so that you met Lauren. I play hockey with Lauren. I've been doing sports <laughs> with Lauren for years, right? Or when we're doing something like... Like, uh, soccer. I'm like, Lauren, come on out. Let's play soccer, you know. And he's like, okay. Well, and that's the other thing, right? The carryover, the getting involved. You know, of course, me being my theater stuff, we always say, oh, when did you start messing around with theater? It's like a bug. It bites you. But so does the sports thing like that when you're drifting from goalball to hockey to everything in between, Lauren, as a runner, so on. Yeah, well, and I know, like, Lauren, Vivian, Brianne, Blair, I know that, you know, you can take them out or trip them by accident, and they're not going to (laughs) care. And they're going to stay run or hobble in that next race yeah that's right and I, I might be the oldest of us and they might be a little bit easier on me than i am on them but uh, we still love each other and we're still involved yeah. in sport and i think that's really what's the exciting part about coaching and being a part of it is i can also see the up and comings and help them yeah so i want to talk about the edmonton uh, sports council um you're on the board uh out there what's your role what, what's what are they um, the Edmonton Sports Council was a board that I was on for um, three terms, and we just promoted that sport in Edmonton. Right. And my role and the responsibility that I took on by being on the Edmonton Sport Council was to make sure that there was an equitable opportunity for sport for people with disabilities. So I was that voice of the people with disabilities. And so we helped to do things like accessibility audits of city facilities like the one we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, trails um we also did some things around an event and accessibility because at the time when rogers place was getting uh created so 
So that was my role on the Edmonton Kind of counseling them on how to make that place accessible uh, so that people could utilize it. And, you know, we were talking earlier about the trails and stuff like that in the River Valley. Obviously, for an event like this, you want great walking trails for people to have some fun. But even though people just want to say, I want to go down and just go for a walk, a run, take my wheelchair down by the river, in on things like that as well? Yeah, we've done things like that and also to like sports grounds for the province and such. But the the neat thing about our trails here is Edmonton has downtown trails. It's the probably the most green space per capita of cities in Canada, which nice. a lot of people don't know. No, no. A lot of people don't realize, as, as we've been here twice this year uh, for AMI Audio Functions, uh, like the wonderful stuff in this city. Jim says it when he comes on our program. We talk about the different stuff. And you know, one day we said, geez, Jim some cool stuff there but how can we never hear about it? it's almost like a, a kept secret you know uh, maybe edmontonians don't really want the rest of canada <laughs> showing up you're getting in their taxis and bothering them but you know and saying where are you from toronto okay i'm pulling over here get out um you know because there's so many great things like that when you're working as a council speaking to those designing rogers center or wanting to try to make sure that equity is there so that people in our community can get out and participate that they're taking like an event like this serious and stuff like that can you talk a little bit about those tough conversations that you have with people about it are they do you find city officials open i definitely find people open to learn and to understand because a lot of times people don't understand that signage needs to be a certain way um needs to be a certain height right because i'm not going to feel all over a wall mm. to find the no. sign and so there's this, there's some standards in place but there's also best practices more so than standards so i like to talk about that and i also like to tell people about the impact right some of the challenges that i've had as a person with, with low vision to to get around these places um and, and that it's just very frustrating for me to not, and then to not to not find my seat, to not find the concession, um, and then because I have a, a cane, um, sometimes people don't believe me, right? Because I, yeah, when, exactly. you know, when you yep. cruise around really fast, yeah, and you're they, doing they're like, ease. but you're moving so fast. Yes, and how could you know this so well? <laughs> or you must be able to see. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that's tremendous. It's really wonderful what you guys have been doing. We're going to learn a lot more about ASBRA, but congratulations on this event. Uh, I'm going to assume you're going to try your best. Stick around on that board for another two or three years. <laughs> Definitely. I've always got two cents to say about everything. So. Uh, would we say the gun has probably gone off, that they're already in motion? I've been too busy talking to you. It's so quiet in here. Yep. I'm assuming uh, the gun is fired. The gun is off. The runners and the walkers are gone. So uh, they'll be back in probably about... 35, 35 to 40 minutes. Okay. Thanks a lot for being with us as usual, and nice to see you again. Thank you so much for being here, Kelly and Co. Uh, Carrie Anton joining us, a good friend of our network, of course, one of our former AMI-TV reporters and uh, really in charge of the, the with the board up here to put this event together as we are at site night here in Edmonton. Their event ahead of the Calgary one in November. Uh, we're going to be back with a lot more here from Edmonton in a moment. Stick around. Thanks for being here. I'm Kelly McDonald right here in Edmonton. Here it's Ramia Muthan here for AMI Audio Live. We're at Site Night 
Edmonton. And uh, we're having a lot of fun, Kelly, talking to some guests indoors. And I am outdoors, one mitt on one minute off uh, <laughs> and we're talking to some participants we have the 5k and the 10k waves that have left we're standing just close to the start line over here and those waves have left and i'm here with a really cool guy right now and uh, we're going to be talking about him going out for the what is it what's left the 10k and um, no i think they've all left now <laughs> so i think we'll leave soon i'm talking to blair nisbet and he is going to be running well casual running as he is spending a lot more time out here with me and you are first of all a goalball player but you participate and are involved with ASRAB and you're doing this in support of that organization yeah that's correct I play goalball on the provincial team for and ASRAB puts on the provincial practices and stuff like that so I'm involved with them in goalball and other recreational activities too and how long are we talking have you been doing this for a couple of years yeah I've been playing goalball for about six years now so I've been involved with ASRAB for, yeah, like six years. Wow, yeah. And um, you said that you were at the Pan Am Games playing as well. Yeah, at the Pan Am Games playing on Canada uh, for goalball, and we won a bronze medal. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, when you're doing something like this, and you've been doing it for a few years now, how how important is it for you? Is it just one of many things throughout the year that you do uh, in support of ASRAB and organizations that help with accessible sports? Or is this one of the really big ones that you always make time for in the year just because it, it makes that much of a difference, this event? Well, it's ASRAB's biggest fundraiser. So we have one run here and one run in Calgary. So I usually participate in this one because it's our biggest fundraiser. It helps us raise the money to put on our practices and put on everything. So like everything I participate in is funded through charity events like this. And I mean, right now, as I've uh, disclosed, you're hanging out with us. All the waves have left, so you'll be jogging (laughs) and catching up. But in general, are you doing this competitively or is it more of a recreational thing anyway? Because you are chipped. Uh, Well, for me, I just got back from the Pan Am game, so I I'm just more doing this recreationally as just because I'm just trying to recover and just try to get back into the flow of working out and stuff again. So it's more recreational. Can you talk about some specific things that ASRAB has uh, helped you with, helped you with involvement in sports, in, you you talked about recovery right now, uh, just in general for recreation and for sports for blind and low vision people in Alberta? Well, it helps you a lot with sports. Like it helps, and then sports helps you a lot for keeping like healthy, physically active. Helps you develop like friendships, uh, networking connections. It helps you become a leader in sport, and it helps you just like if you do volunteer activities. It helps you in all of life. It's not just sports. It's healthy, your career, your personal life. So. And I talked to some other people, and we're going to be talking to more, but some people are doing this in uh, teams, in groups, like they've been, again, doing it for years, but love to do it every year. More and more people come out and do it as a group. Is this more of a solo thing for you, or have you done it in a team as well? Uh, I don't really do a team. Me and my brother and family will do this together, but we don't sign up as a team. We just sign up individually, and we'll just run together. So me and my brother will be running tonight together. That's awesome. Is this cold for you right now, or is this just me? Uh, I don't know. It's Alberta. We get used to this temperature. Thought you'd say that. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for talking to me, Blair. Uh, It's really great, and I do hope that you you get a good sweat out of this, (laughs) because I think I will. Uh, But we'll catch up with you later.
Okay, have a good night. I hope you enjoy the event and atmosphere, and hopefully we can raise a lot of money for ASRAB. Absolutely, 100% agree. And I was talking to Blair Nisbet. He's a goalball player, just came back from the Pan Am Games. He's going to be doing this run tonight at Site Night in Edmonton in support of ASRAB uh, in partnership with Flame and Fitness. We'll catch up with you soon. I think I might be doing some walking myself now. Yeah, sure. Uh, anyway, folks, welcome back. We're inside here. Uh, excellent work, Rummy, over there. And Blair, thank you for the time. Um, and folks, yes, yes, you, you did notice, correct? She's trying to convince all of us that it is that cold. It isn't. We're in Alberta. If we admit to that, they're going to ask us to cross the, 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 the province line and just get out of here, right? Uh, no, definitely you've got lots of people moving around out there. Ramya is going to uh, join them and do the same thing, which means she's going to get all warmed up and uh, having a good time. Welcome back to this AMI-audio live presentation. We are inside here, and I'm sitting beside the MC of the evening here who did all of the opening ceremony stuff. We'll kind of learn from him uh, what that was all about. Philip Schumann joins me. He is also Director of Operations here at... Uh, for Azraf. Um I want to talk about history, but first, big powerful voice there on the uh, microphone and uh, heard you say some really cool things, even though you came up to me and said that an MC guy might be a bit annoying. <laughs> you know, it's always tough to MC one of these events. The energy's always so hyped up and people just want to get out there and they want to start running. So we do our best to kind of get in, make a mention for our sponsors, talk a bit about what we do. But we understand that people are just itching to get running and that's what they're here to do, right? You betcha. Now, you mentioned the sponsors. Uh, anyone we should, you know, other than we know Flamin Fitness, they've been involved for a while. Fleming Fitness has been with us uh, since the beginning in 2010. They are an amazing organization to to work with. We have been super blessed to have them as a part of our group. Uh, Like I say, great organization. They sponsor both the Edmonton event and the Calgary event. Easy people to deal with, and and frankly, they run a great outfit. I I go down uh, once in a while to introduce myself to, you know, whoever might be new down there and uh, just make sure that we're there and and they know about us. Awesome. Anyone else we should mention, especially if you have some more new sponsor that you want to make sure comes back? You know, H&W Produce has been actually a fantastic partnership uh, that, that we've recently developed. They gave us a bunch of oranges, apples, bananas, these sorts of things to keep people nourished after uh, the event. And honestly, uh, uh, the running room has come back a few times. But I'd like to give a special shout-out here. I'm going to catch you off guard. Uh, AMI has been a fantastic partner for us to deal with. And, and thank you for being here again, Kelly. Uh, Philip, one of the things that I said when you were, you know, kind of condemning this MC guy was, uh, it was wonderful, and I thought so too. I agreed. He's just not the greatest until I heard Kelly and company mention. So I thank you for giving us a plug and actually having us here. This is absolutely wonderful. It's amazing to talk to people involved with getting everybody involved with sport. Um, we've been speaking very much about people who've gone to the Paralympics, people who have had the support of ASRAB, and people who are just trying something out even, just a one-off. You guys are there for all this, but can I get a bit of history and and how this all came to be, this kind of organization? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we actually were founded in 1975. Our focus is twofold. You know, it's easy for the the gold ball and the competitive sports to get a lot of attention because frankly it, it is exciting it's competitive sport but what often doesn't get a lot of attention is the other side of our organization which is more the active living side so this is just helping people uh, that that have some form of vision loss 
uh, make sure that they're able to go out and uh, maintain healthy and active lives. You know, it's not easy. Even even the simplest things like going for a walk become infinitely more complex. Yes. Uh, with any disability, for for that matter, uh, you know, anything that that makes it harder. Uh, really, you know, it keeps a lot of people on the couch. So what we want to see is people coming off the couch, uh, really embracing the community and, and finding that family away from home where, where they can do something fun and try something else uh, that, that they wouldn't normally have the opportunity to try. Your dad's vision impaired. I'm not sure if he's into sport or not. You're sighted. And you've seen what change can happen in people getting involved in the littlest sport the littlest recreation all the way to the top of high competitive level uh, where is it for you that just really intrigues you the most that and i don't mean that i mean i'm not looking for well that's less important that's more important but what excites you the most about being part of an organization like this and the magic really is magic that you guys can help create yeah, good question. And, and just to mention, a, a quick shout-out to my dad. He is uh, totally blind, very athletic. You know, I struggle to keep up with him. The military missed out on him. He's kind of the drill sergeant in, in the family. So uh, just a quick shout-out to him. He, nothing slows him down. In fact, I, I think my mother would like a, a few more things to slow him down. To be honest with you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for me, we, we have a, a physical living program. Uh, that we bring very young children into. We find that if we intervene very early and teach them the basics of movement, uh, we call it movement for me, mm -hmm. uh, if we teach them those basic fundamental movements, uh, then they do things more confidently as they grow. And I think for, for me, the, my, the most gratification I get is watching uh, you know, a four-year-old, a five-year-old, a six-year-old really start to, to understand movement and really start to understand what it means to, to run, to punch a boxing bag, to throw a ball. Because these are things that are not, not normal. Yes. You know, if you're totally blind, you don't go around swinging at things. Nope. In fact, that's definitely not a normal motion. To and make, if you right? are, it's usually someone saying, give me your wallet, and, <laughs> and you're swinging to save for, for your life. And you better not be asking my dad for it. <laughs> When you are talking about it's not normal to be doing these things, what we're doing is creating that environment of normalcy early because, as we all know, for all children, once you get stuff like sport, once you get ethic for studying and work and that kind of thing in early, it becomes nature, becomes habit. And that's what we're seeing the difference, isn't it? Especially since now we're seeing everybody from that 5-year-old to that 70-year-old need sports, need fitness, and not just to stay in shape, but just because it makes a person feel positive and mentally healthy. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And it's an interesting point that you bring up, you know. Uh, vision loss, it, it's often not until uh, a child is a bit older that we actually understand fully what's going on or right. how much vision yeah. they have. And so a lot of times I, I think parents tend to keep keep their kids away from from sport away from places that they might fall or that they mm -hmm. might uh, you know frankly frankly take a, a little tumble and so when they keep them away what, what we find is they're actually not doing any favors and so we try and encourage people to come out be a part of the community uh, you know a kids fall all kids fall yep. right so if you if you go out and and actually seek what's out there I think it's very rewarding and so we try and get those people out early as early as possible even before we know specifically what you know what sort of vision the child may have that's not important we can come out and have a, a good time smile laugh together and and you know throw a couple balls or swing at a boxing bag like i say would you say when you look at people doing sport um and i, I want to you know just kind of get an impression of it doesn't matter what you're doing 
it's fun, whatever idea you have. Bring them to ASRAP. And as we talked about earlier, you guys will do your best to adapt. That must be exciting, too. And maybe saying, okay, this person's brought a really great thing for us to figure out how to make it happen. That's got to be exciting. That You hit the nail on the head. It is rewarding. It is gratifying. It is very exciting. And, and frankly, that's on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, This is not something that we wait a year to, to you know, do something big or, or anything like that. On you know, every little program that we run, there's something exciting that happens. And uh, you know, somebody that goes home with a smile on their face, which means a lot to us. You know, The Calgary event happens in November. Snow, snow, shine, snow, snow, whatever the weather might be. Tell us a little bit about that for those in that area that want to come out, get involved, and again, in support of ASRAM. Yeah, so the Calgary event is on November 16th. Uh, it, it happens at Eau Claire Market downtown. Great spot for running right along the river. It does happen. Rain, shine, well... But let's be real, there won't be yeah, rain in no. November in, no. in Calgary, but uh, it happens rain or shine. It, you know, we, we've had years where it's been minus 20. We've had last year, frankly, it was a, a really nice year where, you know, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't even snow on the ground. So uh, that's kind of the adventure of the Calgary event. But again, we just try and encourage anybody who's in the area to come out. It's a great event. We have lots of fun things happening at the event. And uh, similar to Edmonton, but, uh, you know, it, it actually will be cold in, in Calgary. That's beautiful. You know. And I'd be remiss in asking, ASRAP, we've talked about the sponsors. Where's the funds go that uh, we're talking about? How, do, how will this year's kind of be broken up and, and what kind of things for operational running? Yeah, so again, we, we divide things between the competitive sport program and essentially the active living program. We have a small component that's for education and awareness. That's like going into schools and, and uh, talking to uh, teachers about uh, you know how, how to deal, like phys ed teachers and things like that. That doesn't take a lot of budget, obviously. So the, the money raised could go anywhere from uh, helping a, a goalball athlete, a senior goalball athlete, uh, become a carded athlete and maybe even compete in the Paralympics all the way down to uh, renting a yoga studio where we've that got a bunch is, of eight-year-olds oh, and we guide them through. That is absolutely beautiful. Uh, Philip, thanks a lot for spending a little time with us and uh, let you rest the voice because I'm assuming that when they start coming back in here, you get back on the mic a little bit or are you done for the night? You know, I'm back on the, on the mic. They, uh, well... I can't get off quite that easy, right? So. <laughs> Make sure you get a burger. It's that downtime before everybody else gets in, and I smell those grills. That's it. Kelly, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Philip. Philip Schumann, Director of Operations at ASRAP, talking to us, giving us a bit of an idea of the behind-the-scenes, what goes on in the field of sport, and, of course, the upcoming Calgary event. We are in Edmonton. We're going to take a short break, come back with more right here from Site Night, Edmonton 2019. From Rundle Park in Edmonton, I'm here at Site Night. Kelly McDonald, my co-host Ramya Muth, and we're going to get to her in just a moment here, folks. Thanks for being with us. This is, of course, all in support of ASRAP. We've got runners out there in the field, walkers out there in the field, as they do their uh, 2.5K. 
runners are out there doing five and ten, waving at anybody standing on the sidelines, as we've heard they do sometimes, and of course all out there with their uh, night lights on. Ramya Muthan, uh, could you please grab a, a burger since you're standing right next to the burners there, the barbecue, and bring one in here? Listen to that sizzle, folks. How'd you know that I would be at the barbecue? Uh, uh, gee, for two reasons. Warm, and the other one, meat. Yes, I, I'm telling you, I'm standing very close to, but not, you know, insensitive close to the flames and it's really warming me up and I'm also here with a very special guest. Uh, we're talking food because it is Shelly Lake from the Optimist Club. They are in charge of the food. Shelly, thanks for talking to me. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So this is great. You guys have been barbecuing for how long today? Since 2012. Okay, since 2012, but not continuously. I mean, today no, you no, started at... No, today we started what? about 6 o'clock. Oh, okay, yeah. So you got the food ready. We, we saw some chopping of toppings and things like that um, earlier on when we were getting ready for the broadcast. So we know that a ton of food is being made. Uh, barbecue. Yes, it is. Uh, we do the burgers. Uh, the Optimist Club is in charge of cooking the burgers. We get the buns ready, the plates, and all that kind of stuff, utensils. Um, I can't remember the group. It's another group in here that helps out with the um, condiments that go on the burgers. So we all kind of work together to get it all done. Well, that is awesome. And you said uh, 2012 is when you started this. 2012. 2012 with uh, Azrab and with uh, Flame and Fitness. So what has kept this partnership going? What made you guys want to collaborate and come out and support uh, the biggest fundraiser of the year for Azrab? We, lo- we take care of a lot of the kids. Like We help out with different kids' organizations. And this is another one that's uh, really close to home. You know, some of us have family members that have been you know blind or had issues with sight of some sort so anything to do with kids we love to help out that's amazing yeah and for you personally is there a favorite part to this night is there something that you just love doing so many people seem to know you and come out and talk to you and chat the whole night through um everything's my favorite part i love i love seeing the the camaraderie of everybody working together to make this all work out and, you know, we, our group has got a lot of members that have been there for years. Without my members, there would be no way we get all this done. Yeah, you're right. And, I mean, who doesn't love food, right? At the end of their, their 5K, their 10K, their 2.5K coming out tonight, uh, going out, and even if nobody else calls it cold, the cold. <laughs> and... yes, exactly, exactly. It is a little chilly. This is warmer than last year. Last year we had wind. So it was really hard to barbecue in the wind. This year is chilly, but it's still not too bad. Oh. And how many people are we talking on the team helping out here uh, from Optimus Group? I believe tonight we have eight or nine of us here. Wow. And what does everybody do? Is, is there uh, a lot that goes into even preparing the whole thing? Yes. A lot of the preparation is uh, getting the plates and the napkins and the all the condiments out on the table and the fruit everything we all the food we help set up all the tables so that when the runners come back they just have to come in the door grab a plate grab a uh, bun burger and then they can go do the rest of their stuff so it makes it easy for them that is awesome and then what time do you guys go till um when runners start filtering in here afterwards uh, i'm sure that everyone will be ready and, and hungry for burgers so does that kind of take up the rest of the night that will take up the rest of our night and then uh once all the burgers are all cooked and we've got everybody fed then you know it's the cleanup part of it which isn't doesn't take long with eight different me- eight or nine members helping you out so it's it's pretty nice so we usually here till about nine probably nine ten o'clock 
That's amazing. And everyone is such positive spirits around here uh, and, you know, joking around. The, the vibe is so casual. It is. It's very, it's, and I think that's what makes us so great is, you know, just not my group of members, every one of them, all the volunteers, they're all excited. They're all happy. They all get along, you know, and if one person needs help in another area, we all go there as well. Shelly, tell us a little bit about Optimist Group. The Beverly Optimist Group uh, has been around for a very long time. I've been with it for almost 10 years, I believe now. I've been a president for two. Um, What we do is we'll help out uh, any kids. We like help out any group that has kids from any age all the way up to 21. And uh, we've helped out hockey groups. We've helped out the Tegler uh, run in the summertime. L special needs, we help out them every year. Uh, you can ride too, we help out. You know, we're, wherever we are needed is if anybody comes, asks to a meeting, we'll, they ask us what they need and then we, you know, hopefully be able to help out. And what kind of things are we talking um, specifically when it comes to the assistance that you offer? With You Can Ride too, we have sponsored uh, money to be able for them to buy a bike for a special needs person. Um, that doesn't mean, you know, disability. It could just be somebody that, you know, isn't able to ride a regular two-wheeler, and this bike is modified for them. Um, the Tegler group, what we do there is we do the barbecue as well, but that is kids all in the northeast uh, end of the city where uh, Hope Mission help trains them to do a 5 to 10K run every year. And L Special Needs, we've helped out in different areas there. We've helped build a gym, a park, and that kind of stuff with them. That's amazing. So how uh, local or how widespread out is uh, the uh, the help and support offered by Beverly Optimist Group? Our members are anywhere. I think there's some on the south side, some downtown. A lot of us are on the north side. Um, but, yeah, we we help out anywhere. We're, you know, anywhere in Edmonton that's needed help. If somebody needs it and comes and asks, then we, by all means, try to help them out. And I'm sure there's a ton of gratitude from all your partnerships, all the different involvement that you uh, have throughout the years and years. Yes, there is. You know, they're all very friendly, like I say. You know, everybody always thanks us for everything we do for them. And, you know, it's all our pleasure. We just like to help out. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending a bit of time with me uh, and talking today at AMI Audio Live because uh, we love hearing from everybody, and especially when it comes to food. Exactly. Okay, thank you very much. I was talking to president of the Optimist Club, Shelley Lake, and they are in charge of the food tonight. The celebrations will go on when everybody returns or somewhat returns from their, their walks and runs tonight. Listen to that grill. That grill just uh, frying away there in Isn't the background. Isn't lovely? Barbecuing. Listen to that. That's a beautiful sound. That's magic to your ears. It really is. It's magic to my face, too, because it's warming me up. Uh, we're going to hear from you in a little bit, a very special interview uh, that you'll be doing, so we'll get back to you. Thank you. Uh, Ramya Muthan out there in the field next to the barbecue, staying warm and, of course, you know, getting her stomach grumbling. Uh, just so you know about Rundle Par- Park, where we are right now, uh, we're inside nice uh, in the run. run uh, Rundle Family Center uh, here at Rundle Park. It was built on a dump. 
Now, I know we segue from food there to the dump. I know that's pretty uh, big curve for you, but they have made amazing use of this property. Really a wonderful uh, space to be in in the River Valley, as Carrie Anton mentioned earlier. Uh, so really tremendous. We're here in support of ASRAP as everybody is out running, as Ramya said, fundraising tonight. Uh, the only thing is somebody else is hanging out in here with me. Uh, he's uh, taking a little break from his work on Kublai Tech at the moment. Uh, and uh, really nice to have Nelson Rago alongside us again. We had you on Kelly and Company back in April. Now have you sitting here awaiting a burger, aren't you? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so someone mentioned me a burger, and I'm, I'm like, barbecue, I'm there. So I said, uh, what, what brings you here, Nelson? Uh, the barbecue, the burger. <laughs> <laughs> so Rumya is supposed to run some into us, but... That's not likely to happen. She's too warm. She's comfortable out there yeah. just awaiting the fresh one off the... And you know the fresh one off the grill is the best one. Yes. Uh, you're, you're from this city. Um, you know kind of the workings, the community that we're talking about out here. Uh, has ASRAB had any effect on what, what you do uh, or the people in your world? What have you seen as a witness to their work? Uh, when I first lost my eyesight, uh, um, this is some years ago, uh, my first uh, introduction to ASRAB wasn't actually in, in Edmonton. So, uh, and I wanted to get out there, and I thought it was important to kind of, uh, kind of explore the uh, the blindness community, and uh, and I think ASRAB was uh, kind of a great portal to that because you're you're seeing a lot of people that have a lot of energy or very active, and then uh, we got into things like uh, dragon boat racing nice. and. Snowshoe, uh, snowshoeing, and then walks like uh, what's happening today, and and uh, it was just a number of events. Uh, rock climbing, believe it or not, <laughs> did some I, rock climbing. I, that has caught on like fire across the country. Yeah. Everybody's wanting to give it a try, and I don't know. As you say, you wanted to get involved, wanted to get grounded, start doing some stuff. But I think something like rock climbing is, again, one of those normacy things we see with blind hockey, something sighted people can relate to. But uh, I think it works the other way with rock climbing. So many of us in, in the low vision blind world feel like, hey, I'm doing something everybody else does, and I can do it with my family. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, especially dragon boat racing. You can actually actually make that a, a oh, full family man, event. Yeah. 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 And anyone from uh, little kids to uh, grandparents. Uh, they can all uh, jump into dragon boat racing. And, and uh, you know, I, I personally, uh, I, I can't swim. <laughs> but uh, but they what, told me it was safe. <laughs> that's why you have the life preserver on in case anyone gets in. Or you go, I'm excited to go out. <laughs> Sploosh, and everyone turns over. That's what they told. Be calm when you get in. The, get in. Just take it easy and settle down and be still. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, I, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, they just told me to hang on to the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and ease in. You know, yeah. you mentioned... Um, you know, that you first really encountered as rep, not, not so much here in Edmonton, um, but mainly, you know, as things change for you, as vision changed and kind of that I'm, I'm going to need to step into this world I'm not so familiar of, of sight loss. And when you talk an organization that many could easily just say, hey, they're just out there doing sports and that kind of thing. Uh, we've talked about get kids started early. We've talked about fitness overall from anyone from age five to 70. But we haven't talked a lot about that mental health piece that comes with being included, getting into the normacy of sport because everybody grows up being put on teams, whether it's tag or whether it's playing volleyball, something. And did that really play on you when you wanted to get involved with the community? Did that level of just having people to do stuff with, whether it's playing cards or getting out involved, how, how did ASRAB affect you mentally that way with your sight loss? Well, I mean, sports in general, uh, I think, contributes a lot to people's lives. Uh, 
when I was in high school, I was, I was a very, believe it or not, I was a very shy person. <laughs> it's hard to believe now. When did that change? Uh, in high school. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, I, I was, um, uh, the high school football uh, coach saw me uh, playing out in the field and he uh, asked me to join the team and, and I said, okay, I'll, I'll try it out. Yeah. And then uh, from there on, I was uh, kind of like enveloped by this, uh, all these people I'd never met before in my life and, and it was just um, sort of like a, that whole team thing is just uh, that camaraderie between oh, yeah. uh, athletes and, and uh, just your, your co your, the, the players on the team. And it was just incredible. And, and, and I did that as a, a sighted person. And then I realized um, when I lost my eyesight, I thought uh, maybe something like that, I, I could find that again. And, and that's what I eventually found in, in Dragon Boat Racing in the team, uh, team spirit. It's just having like a group of people and just having uh, something to kind of like, uh, you know, look forward to and, and it was really exciting we went to all these races we went to the uh, uh the national race for for canada and i think uh, our team eventually went to italy and won some races so holy cow yeah it was it was it was an awesome experience for us well we've heard about the fitness part of dragon boating that a lot of people who are taking it so serious really work themselves hard all year round did you guys get that that into it because when you're talking going to italy and competing i'm sure that 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 bar was raised for the team oh exactly yeah i mean they, they were telling us we, we had a train during the winter time <laughs> and how, how do you train on a frozen lake exactly <laughs> so, so they tell us we got to go in, indoors and they got these uh in a uh, pool no, they get, no, yeah. they got these what they call ergs. Okay, where yeah. it, it simulates uh, being in a, in a boat, <laughs> so you, you you never get away from it. No, and, and that's so yeah. wonderful about sport and being a team and bonding, even right. Um, I found that as, as someone who did play on teams, play in sport as a blind person uh, in my young years, uh, and all these years go by when I started doing a little blind curling, vision impaired curling, yeah. whatever you both call it. You felt that team, and that's what I said to people. I really just got back here because i wanted to be on a team yeah i mean it, it kind of takes your mind away from you know the other things that have been going on in regards to blindness so and that's what it did for me when i joined uh, the sports team so i think it's important for anyone that uh, hasn't been on uh, associated with azrab or similar sporting events or sporting teams or uh, associations like uh, azrab is and just to kind of try it out and, and then for for us we just we, we never looked back. We, we enjoyed it. We loved it. Uh, all our experiences that we've had with Azrab. Uh, so, but, you know, we're thinking about going back because we had a little child a little uh, while ago. So we're thinking about uh, trying out Azrab again. But uh, uh, you, you can never leave Azrab. It's always there. And I think people should always uh, check out what's happening because there's always new things going on. That steady, steady friend, right? Right there doing so much good. Exactly, yeah. You know his voice from Cool Blind Tech Reports, live from Studio 5, way on AMI-audio. Uh, Nelson Rago, uh, again, nice to see you again for the second time this year. Thanks for sliding in, and um, I guess I've detained you enough from the burger. I, I guess it's time to go. <laughs> I can right? smell the burgers from <laughs> I here. know. It's a bad tease, you know. It's like, you know, Nelson. Let's see. Uh, you got a wallet there? Nelson, maybe. <laughs> thanks a lot, pal. All right, thanks. Nelson Rago, uh, you know, from Cool Blind Tech. He's part of the team there, uh, joining us right here on this AMI my audio live event if you want to catch this as a podcast folks look under ami audio live this is where it will be posted you can check it out there please do so uh people are going to start arriving returning here for their burgers after their runs folks uh, but we're going to take a quick break ramya muthan with a very special interview in next right here as we are at rundle park in edmonton alberta
Welcome back, AMI Audio Live. I'm Kelly McDonald here in Edmonton at Rundle Park, and we are uh, awaiting the arrival, of course, ladies and gentlemen, of the first runners who are getting back. At, we're at site night here, so lots of participation, lots of people out there with their site night lights on. I'd like to now go to a, a little conversation Ramya Muthan had, so we'll begin that now. We're just outside uh, talking to some people who are getting ready to run, to walk at the site night here in Edmonton. And I'm with Leah Schmidt. She is doing this for a very special reason. Leah, thanks for talking to me. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for letting me. So you, uh, first of all, which are you doing? Are you the 2.5, the 5K, the 10K? Well, we have a team. We're called Running for Jay. Some of us do the 3.5K walk. Some of us do the a really fast 5k walk and then um yeah some do the 10 some do the five so i'm a walker You're <laughs> <over>. <laughs> i'll be walking sorry right. i'll be walking too um, <laughs> so run for jay this is a, a very special thing that you do uh, how many years have you done it and can you tell us some background on what it is um well my son worked for flamin fitness uh he lost his vision in 2007 uh due to a car accident and so he was working at Flamin Fitness as part of a program with the high school and they were helping him out and then we heard about the site night through Flamin because they're the major sponsor. So our first fight site night I did with Jason and that was in Calgary in 2011 and it was minus 22 and he did the 10 kilometer run wow. and uh I waited in freezing for him <laughs> um and so after that, he was um, kind of put onto the goalball team in Calgary. We're from the Edmonton area, and there was nothing going on in the Edmonton area at the, that time for uh, ASRAB. We had to travel to Calgary every weekend. And Jason had a brain injury along with his accident, so it was very difficult. Um, so we stopped going to the Calgary one, and then when uh, Sight Night came to Edmonton, we were so happy, so we, we came to that as well. Uh, 2013, so we did 2012, 2013, Jason was the co-chairperson of the site night run. And so we did that run as well. And our family started joining, the rest of the family started joining us. And then in 2014, sadly, Jason passed away due to, um, due to complications from his accident. So, um, yeah, so we decided as a family that we're going to continue running for Jay. And, uh, you know, he's our guide. We have bracelets made up, uh, they'd say, with Jason as our guide because he's guiding us now through these, uh, through these races. How many people are part of this team, Run for Jay? It depends. Our first year we had like 30. Tonight I think we have maybe 16. It just kind of varies. So, yeah, but uh, we have a large team every year. And Leah, obviously with the partnership, we're talking Fleming Fitness and, and Sight Night and Azra, but this is all so directly involved with, with Jason, him having started this whole thing, creating a legacy out of it. And to know that just word of mouth and all of you guys keeping that network going and keeping it going, how, how is that? How does that mean to you? Oh, it means the world to us. It's so important. Um, you know, he was he, he was able to do he was able to get involved in sports, and you know when we were able to help him. And, and now we have friends who have friends who have are visually impaired, and they're getting involved in in the sports too. And it's just yeah, it's so important. Everybody needs to be involved, no matter what. And now a bunch of years later, you continue to do it. Um, has 
everyone from the team known Jason personally, or are we are we all some people new, some people old? Uh, mostly everybody has known Jason. We've had a couple people who have come on who are yeah family members of yeah family members of friends of Jason's have come on board as well. So yeah, so we all do it for for Jay and for Azrab because we know it's a good cause. So we know that every penny that Azrab makes actually goes to Azrab. Well, that's incredible. Thank you so much for talking to me. And um, we, we all support each other in all this and knowing that you still continue to do it when, uh, when Jason lit the flame for you guys to start this uh, is amazing. So thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. I was talking to Leah Schmidt, uh, who's the leader of Run for Jay, a team that is running here at Site Night tonight, and they've been doing it for a few years now. Absolutely wonderful talk. Ramya and Leah Schmidt, thank you very much for the time. Very, very nice. And uh, really what it's all about when it comes to, to sport and carrying on legacy. We're going to take a break and carry on here at Site Night. We've got a couple more people we'd like to speak to before the night is out as people are returning. We'll be right back on this AMI-audio live presentation. above freezing that's the temperature ladies and gentlemen folks out there doing their walk doing their run and excitedly starting to think about when i get in i can get a burger to warm up but more than that ladies and gentlemen these people are doing this walk or run in support of azrat uh really wonderful to have so many people coming out estimates 200 people will participate uh, are participating this evening in a walk or run here and uh really as we've brought, gone through the evening we've heard a lot about kind of what azrat does and and how this event come to be the eighth uh, annual a version of it and of course this is in edmonton uh here at rundle park they'll be doing it again in Calgary in two months, so well, under two months, really. So really tremendous, a lot of success, as you can probably hear the buzz of people uh, joining us back here in, uh, in the main building that we are uh, sitting in and doing our broadcast from. I want to bring in Brie Baldock. Uh, she is joining me. Her mom is a little under the weather today. Her mother is the president of ASRA. What's mom got? Pneumonia? Uh, yeah, she's got pneumonia. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> and asthma, so it's not a good combination. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your mom first, Bree. Um, she is an amazing person. Um, she is very involved with my life throughout my entire, my entire life. She uh, is the president of ASRAB right now, and she's um, been involved with a bunch of other organizations. So, yeah, she really supports a lot of things that I do, and she's, yeah, she's an awesome lady. So you say a lot of things that you do. Are you kind of a quite a sports person? We know you play goalball, a yes. winger, um, but relatively newer to goalball. And I say that in the last few years, right? Uh, yeah, about f I've been playing um, competitively for four years and been recreation for five. So awesome! Why? Why did you start out? Was it mom that kind of pushed? Um, actually, no. It was, it was actually Carrie Anton. She ah, um, yes. she asked me to come play and. Um, I actually tried it when I was seven, and I absolutely hated it. Um, I was like, why would anybody want to lie in front of a ball? But um, now I love it, and I play it competitively, and I, I love it. So. What yeah. converted you? When you started out, 
I mean, and people are throwing a ball at you. Like, I know sometimes it's hard to get people out there, so we have people of different ages giving it a try, which can be a turnoff to people. What was the magic thing that made you turn the corner on it? I know Carrie's support and obviously your mom's. Yeah, um, I think the main thing that made me really turn over to um, blind sports in general is just that I could be successful in it. My dream is to go to the Paralympics one day, so um, I knew I couldn't get there with able body sport and with my vision. So I figured... You know, might as well try um, blind sports, and I just loved it that it was an accessible sport that I could play and actually succeed in and excel at a high elite level. And now I'm a carded athlete, and it's um, it's really worked out for me, and I love it. So, wow, yeah. um, carded athlete, explain that process for you and what that means. So our listeners who aren't really sure uh, that detail, we, we we know we know that athletes on a world scale going to the Olympics, get that support for training, and, and of course, to, because they've got to be doing it so much of the time, what is, uh, if you can, uh, some of the requirements that you have to follow, and how much working out, and what does that look like? Um, well, it looks like a, a lot of working out, so I spend, I pretty much say my life is in the gym. <laughs> um, <laughs> and not just playing goalball, it's that overall fitness, right? Yeah, so I have to do um, about 12 to 15 hours, like, depending. Um, usually, it, I go between 15 to 20 hours a week of on-court training, so goalball specific, and off-court training. So I uh, do weightlifting, um, cross-training, so I do, like, other sports. I also play blind hockey with the Seahawks here in Edmonton. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's part of my other train, my um, cross training, and then I also run track. So yeah, it's a lot of um, basically some of the requirements that we have to do is um, you kind of have to like you have to go through a trials process, and there's a lot of drills, um, goalball specific, um, fitness, um, throwing, and defense, a lot of that stuff, um, and you have to go through kind of a process, and then they evaluate you at tournaments. Um, to see kind of where you stand, and that's how you get ranked in the national pool. And then the top 12 athletes get in the pool, and then um, the top six from there get chosen for tournaments, and, well, actually, it's the top nine, kind of, Mm -hmm. um, that can get in a pool of tournaments, so... Where are you at right now? I know you were talking about going, that you went to Brazil, but the aspiring to be in that Paralympic on that main stage. Yeah, I would love to go to Tokyo. It's my ultimate dream. Um... Just to make it to the Paralympics would be absolutely amazing, and that's definitely where I want to go. Um, yeah, I think right now I'm kind of in like a weird spot just because I'm I'm there, I'm playing, I'm training really hard. I'm quite new, so I haven't only been playing for four years, so I'm kind of in the rookie stage still. <laughs> so I'm hopefully going to get more experience, and hopefully, hopefully Paris is, hopefully Tokyo is one, but I'm really aiming for Paris. It's important, as we've talked to people about sport, um, and I used to play goalball, so again, we've talked about being on team, all that great stuff, but it's also so important to get that experience competing on that higher level so you kind of know how to behave, what expectations when you make it to one of these uh, world-class tournaments and hopefully the Paralympics. Yeah, it's a lot of mental pressure. (laughs) It it seems like it. Yeah, you really have to be focused. And um, my first tournament I went to, I was like an emotional, like, roller coaster. (laughs) I was like, I didn't know what to feel. It's like, because goalball, you have to be kind of... um, you, have to, you get watched pretty much anything, anytime you put your eye shades on, or you get patched also. Yes. So, like, your eyes are taped, kind Oof. of, not shut, but, like, there's a patch over top of them, and then they're taped, the patches are taped on the edges, too. So, like, everything is just a totally different process from nationally. So, it's a, hu- it's a huge difference. So, it's a lot, of, a lot of pressure at first, but when you have an amazing team like I do, they really support you, and amazing coaches that are there to support you and tell you kind of what to expect, and 
really calm, calmed me down. So I scored my first international goal, my very first tournament. So, oh, yeah. And what was that like at the moment of, like, you know, it's almost like breaking through the barrier. Did that take pressure off you a little bit? Oh, yes. That definitely yeah. made me feel like I deserve to be there for sure. Get the monkey off your back kind of thing and get in there, right? Exactly, yeah. And, like, my coach made a really big deal about it. And, like, you hear it on the announcements after you score. Oh. So, like, you're totally blindfolded, right? And then when you score, you hear that, that whistle go off. And you're like, oh, my God, did I actually score? <laughs> and then you hear that announcement over top. And you're like, hey, they just said my name. That is so cool. Everybody watching at home online, right? Oh, yes. My mom was crazy. <laughs> She was, like, making her whole work watch it. And my dad was so upset because he's a courier for a packaging company, so he couldn't watch. <laughs> so he was like, Kelly, please text me every detail that you have. Like, so. Then yeah. for your mom, that immersing herself to in ASRAP, and, I mean, obviously we see the great things yourself. We see people doing casual sports. But for your mom, too, the success, not just for her daughter, but so many people, I I'm sure that she feels 10 feet tall. Do you think she'll carry on in her position as long as she can as president? I think so, yeah. I think she really enjoys it. She loves making a difference, not just in my life, but in everybody's life. Um, her main motto, definitely, with helping out organizations was um, not just to benefit me, but to benefit all Albertans with vision loss, right? So um, she definitely isn't just her goal is just to not help me. It's to help everybody. Well, so. I always see great teams, great athletes come out of Alberta, and I'm looking forward to what happens for you, and we'll be all rooting on. You know that. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me on the show. It's awesome. Appreciate it. Tell your mother to get better. I will. I hope she does. <laughs> Bree Bulldog joining us here on the program as we are bringing you this AMI Audio Live as ASRAP is uh, fundraising tonight through Amazing Sport as so many people out there participating, walking or running in support of ASRAP here in Alberta. We're going to take a break, ladies and gentlemen. Come back, have another conversation, and wrap up our broadcast here from Edmonton. In support of ASRAP, everybody is here gathered at uh, Rundle Park doing their walk, doing their run. But a lot of them are starting to come in, folks, for hamburgers. Uh, if there were any left, the hamburger, Ramya Muthan was over there earlier, uh, standing right next to the barbecue. Yeah. Can smell that stuff. Welcome back in here. Thank you. Thank you. And don't worry, I was just there for the heat, uh, the flames. Yeah. Uh, gorgeous. Oh, man, it was like back to cottage season all over again. Ramya, we'll talk a little bit about our impressions mm -hmm. of the night shortly. Uh, but right now, we'd like to welcome in one of the uh, key participants in this event, Peggy Hurdle with The Running Room. Peggy, let's talk a little bit about the role The Running Room plays on a wonderful night like this. And welcome to our broadcast. Well, thank you for having me. You guys are here. There's lots of representation. We were talking earlier about so many people that drop in, run this, grab a burger, and they'll say, see you next year. Really important because they're maybe doing some time, you know, trying to better their own time, but at the meanwhile, also supporting a tremendous cause. Yes. Running Room has a where our policy or interest is to support the local communities out there and with their running events, and we're out there helping people, cheering them on. 
Can we talk about that involvement, what that includes, and uh, what kind of support people can expect from you guys? Well, most most events that the Running Room has all over Canada is there's a charity behind them. So when we have an event, they pay for their entry fee. Most, some of the proceeds go to the charity involved. Mm. How much representation would you estimate the Running Room has here tonight? when it comes to amount of people that you guys would say make up that team? Well, we're on the events team, and it's my husband and myself here tonight on location. Right. But we probably have 10 people on the running room, Edmonton running room events team. That's good. Mm. That's good. And and do you do a lot of these functions in a given year? Yes, we do. Good for you guys. Oh, oh, go ahead. To take... uh, uh, today, for example, we had three or four events going on at the same oh time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, outside of Edmonton as well? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, mostly we travel as far as we will ever go is probably Red Deer because there's another central running room area there that will support the t- uh, charities out there mm. from Red, Red, Red Deer to Calgary. What is the most important thing, the running room's involvement for you, for the running room and out there? I mean, it's always nice supporting. You see the need and that kind of thing to support something like this. Um, And sport itself, so important, I'm assuming, too, in part of why you guys do what you do. Well, both of us are runners and walkers ourselves, and we, my husband still teaches marathon running. Wow. But it's really nice to be out there and supporting people getting into it, and you're always there at the beginning and cheering them on, and to see their faces coming back, and they're so thrilled to be part of something, and it's a social group, too. You have your little running group or walking group, and then you go for coffee afterwards, mm. and it becomes uh, quite a network. Because for some people who are still starting out, uh, the idea of running may be very intimidating, right? So all that support and that emotional aspect of it is very important. Oh, I think so. And at the running rooms, we have Learn to Run, and it starts like Learn to Run and then 5K and 10K. So we build the people up, and you see them as they progress, and they're just thrilled with it. It's a big confidence builder. And how do, when you start with someone who comes in and says, I'd like to start. For those people out there, Peggy, what do you tell them? Just come out and do what you can. And when you're doing an event for the first time, you're out there to have fun. And what an accomplishment it is when you finish and cross the finish line. Yeah, absolutely. How about um, teaching someone to run a marathon? What does that look like? (laughs) A lot. I know. (laughs) Wow. That statement alone, I was like, wow. Time alone, whether you're fit as as a fiddle, and and no matter how fit you are, you still feel it doing that. Oh, yes. And if you're training for a half or a full marathon, you're out there four to five times a week with your group training the distances and the confidence. When you run or walk in a group, it builds it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Is pacing... The real key to running. Yes, yes. Tell us why. Um, if you go, say, if you're going out for, say, a 10k run, mm-hmm. and you're new and nobody has taught you anything, and you go out so hard that by 5k you're hurting and you can't finish. But if you learn to pace yourself, like the running room's idea of it is doing 10 and ones, and as you get stronger and stronger, you'll run 10 minutes and walk one, mm-hmm. and that's your break. That's your body break. Yeah. Completely walk, though. You know, that sounds great. Um, the, <laughs> the 
the concept of running for someone who's forever done it, someone who categorizes themselves as a runner versus someone who's just starting out. Are there similar things that people need to learn um, just on an ongoing basis for someone who isn't really a runner but likes to run and someone who says, I'm a runner and, and or does it professionally? Well, a new runner will just start off and he get, it, it's like you get a fever of it. It's, yes. Yes, you get hooked on it's it. It's a bug biting you yes. for sure. And you get it and you get that high as you get going and yeah. you, you look for that adrenaline high. And somebody who's done it for a long time are, is so used to it. And most of the time that you get people who have run a long time, they will encourage all the new people coming in. Mm. It's almost habitual for them, though, right? Oh, People it is. Who are, yeah. yeah, it, it it's got to be hard too, because sometimes, like you say, that that newer runner, they have that point where that adrenaline does click in, where it's so wonderful, the high is there. Um, but if you're running those longer runs, there's so many things that you deal with in moments, almost I don't want to say moods, but those phases through that marathon, right? Oh, you 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 go through it, but it's the training that you do go through. Like, you, you start a, to do a half marathon, it takes 18 weeks to get to that point. Man. Wow. And so it's stage by stage. Yes. You just don't go out and go, oh, I'm going to do 21-1. It's oh. just stages. <laughs> What's uh, an event like this do for you, Peggy, when you come out? I mean, you guys do so many of these different events. What do you look for here at this event that makes it special to you? You watch for the enthusiasm of the people, and you cheer them on. And, like, sometimes at the start-finish line, I'm there, to, and I put the, the hand up for high-five. And the number of people who will respond to that, because they just feel like, oh, I've been energized. Oh, oh that's yeah. amazing. And they need that support. Yeah. Oh, they do, a new, especially the new folks, because they're, they're very nervous. And if you give them that little bit of encouragement... They'll come back, and actually sometimes they'll say, thank you for getting me through this. And yeah. Yeah, it's a nice feeling. Because that, that finishing of the finish line, like passing it and uh, knowing that you've, you know, you can, you can checkbox that goal, right, that you've been working towards and obviously putting some hard work and training into uh, is huge. Oh, it's emotionally, yes. it's everything. You can see people at the end, if it's a, that huge accomplishment, they can break down and cry because yeah, yeah. they're so thrilled with everything around them. And then they'll go, when's my next event? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Especially people, like you say, they're new. And most of them, I never thought I could do this. Yeah. And yeah. wow, they're right there doing it. And on a night like this, weather's good. Good running weather, isn't it? It's a bit cold. Yeah, cold <laughs> yeah someone lungs? who's on my side about she the said cold. A bit. She said a bit. Calm down, <laughs> All I heard Ontario. Was cold. Okay. Yeah, calm down, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Peggy. Really appreciate you joining us. Thank you very much for having us. Peggy Hurdle and The Running Room, of course, joining us on the program and lending tremendous support and encouragement to all sorts of runners and, of course, lots of charities around. Uh, this is an AMI-audio live event. We are in Edmonton at Site Night. Ramya, you were outside. You felt the buzz of those people out there. Oh, my gosh, Kelly, it was just fantastic. And, you know, uh, throughout the night, we're, we're talking about this theme of cold. But really, everyone out there, they they were just so warm. Uh, they 
were happy to do this, the pumped up energy. And when each wave was going out, there was no doubt that people were out here um, with their, their full hearts and full support for ASRAB, for everyone out here doing this, for personal reasons, for um, otherwise just teams coming out and doing this. When I talked to uh, Leah earlier about doing it in the memory of her son, Jason, like everyone has their stories, their examples, and the reasons why they just keep coming back year after year to support and do this. It's obviously a huge deal and, and so lovingly uh, done. Carrie Anton mentioned about 200 people participating. In other words, Ramya, 200 different stories exactly. that people have. 200 reasons on top of those stories or as part of them yeah. to support the Alberta Sports uh, and Recreation Association for the Blind here. And, of course, many other charities across the country that work in such a way. And we've learned a lot about ASRAB and the value these people put on it, whether it's a try-it sport that they're just checking out and saying, hey, guys, let's see what this is about, whether it's climbing, whether it's blind hockey and goalball on a regular basis to help encourage people like Bree get out mm. there and be on that Paralympic stage. It's, it's really tremendous. We're talking young and old alike, everybody, the volunteers, volunteers out here, the the participants themselves, the organizers, the people just uh, running around and making sure that everybody has what they need. The, the whole team as, as an entirety uh, is just out here with such great, great energy. From when we came in here, Kelly, and this place was almost empty till now, you can tell how much uh, has changed in terms of the, the vibe out here. Did you uh, keep your sight, your nightlight? I don't even have a nightlight. A I was hoping you'd light. come in here and turn it on and, <laughs> and scare you, know, you with like, it. Yeah, I was. It was. I'm not gonna lie. It was part of my plans too, but um, I haven't had one. I, I should borrow one. They they really sound really wonderful, folks. Imagine this as we paint the picture. It is now totally dark outside, of course, here in Edmonton. Yes. And people are out there still on the field, on the course, walking and running. No matter what their time is, it's important to them to just enjoy themselves. And they've got these lights out there bobbing. So a uh, tremendous sight, all in support of ASRA, right here from Rundle Park. Uh, Ramya, really nice time. And you know what? You were sounding pretty good on our little wireless system out there. Thank you. It was so much fun. I'm so glad I got to walk around and talk to some uh, great personalities and hear some amazing, amazing, amazing stories and just get the whole vibe and feel of this event because that's what we were uh, out here for and I think we, we did a great job getting that done. Well, it's uh, nice that these folks invited us to be out here and gave us a peek into what they're doing, a very successful organization yeah. in ASRAB and making sure to, if they don't know necessarily how to make a sport accessible, these guys are out there stopping, thinking about it and saying, let's create and that's what sport is all about, right? Mm -hmm. Having fun and uh, really making sure to uh, to do it upright. Uh, we wish them luck, lots of success uh, for this event. Also, keep in mind the Calgary event is happening in November. You can check it out too, and I'm sure many key players will be there participating. And that that rivalry between cities will happen. <laughs> we are uh, thanking you, of course, ladies and gentlemen, for being with us. Ramya Muth and Kelly McDonald. We are the hosts of Kelly and Company on AMI Audio weekdays from two to four p.m. Eastern. Check out our podcast if you're looking for this broadcast. It will be as an AMI audio live. Subscribe, please, and download it if you missed any part of it. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you Monday when we are back on Kelly and Company. 
big thanks to uh, Jim Crisco. He, of course, helped us plan all this out here in Edmonton. Sam Robinson been on site here as our technician. Paul Deneen back at the Toronto office. Elena Falcone working on our Facebook and all of our social media. And Dan Panamondo also out here assisting, keeping Rummy out there in the field. We thank all of you, our big manager Andy Frank, too, for making this possible, and AMI-audio. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of Rummy Amuthan, I'm Kelly McDonald from Site Night 2019 in Edmonton, Alberta. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Shaun of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.